return of the monk. Come on, return of the monk. Oh my god, you know it is the monk. And just like people, podcasts can change. <laughs> We're America's stompiest podcast, the pod people. Stop it. I'm a big hot lizard, Matisse Van Rossum. <laughs> I'm Donkey Kong Ben Sheets. Hi, and I'm uh, what is this? Uh, 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 official scholar and minor warlord who lived during the late Eastern Han Dynasty. That's right, Kong Rong. <laughs> Look it up, real guy. Oh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm I'm Cleveland Mosier, but you you know that. Hot damn, we are out here tonight. We're big. We're strong. We're, we're Kong wrong. We're monkey. <laughs> we are monkey. We are talking about tonight, in case you hadn't guessed, our first new film since Psycho Gorman. Is that yep. right? And uh, we were talking about the film that has been uh, sweeping the nation, uh, recently released on uh, HBO Max. We are, of course, talking about the much-anticipated Godzilla versus Kong. The the prize fight of the century. Mm-hmm. Godzilla uh, versus Kong. Directed by uh, Adam Wingard, a director who we have some uh, incredibly mixed feelings on here on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, the highest highs, the lowest lows. And uh, the film stars uh, Alexander Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry, and most importantly, Godzilla... And King Kong. That's right. Seriously, most importantly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is exactly what it sounds like. It's Godzilla versus Kong. This is the the crossover between the uh, most recent uh, Godzilla reboot, which has two films, uh, Godzilla and Godzilla King of the Monsters, and uh, King Kong, uh, which made his uh, his new debut in Kong Skull Island. This is Well, let's talk about the the series a little bit. Yeah, let's so, begin at let's the, the so. very so, beginning. Which, uh, what a wild ride. Without going ride. too much into detail. No, no, yeah. detail not needed. Godzilla <laughs> and Godzilla King of the Monsters, both pretty underwhelming in my opinion. I disagree. Okay, uh, we can get into that. Both of them, I think, are a little drab, especially for a Godzilla movie. You're I a want drab. something campy and fun. And they both have too much story getting in the way of my big lizard. Well, I mean, yeah, I think that that's generally the problem that the entire franchise has. Um, we can uh, absolutely get into it some more as we talk about Godzilla versus Kong. But I have had... Uh, not fantastic experiences with any of these movies. Um, I don't particularly like either of the Godzilla movies. Uh, same as you, Ben. I think they're pretty boring. Um, they have some good monster fight sequences, but overall, there's just not enough of it, in my opinion. Uh, Kong Skull Island, bit of a different story. I love Kong Skull Island. I wouldn't go that far for myself. I don't love it, but I do think it's pretty fun. I think uh, stylistically it's really interesting, beautiful to look at. Uh, it's it's a fun period piece, and it's got a lot of good monster action, and Skull Island is a cool locale with a lot of cool creatures. I still think it suffers from some pretty weak characters uh, that I don't particularly give a shit about. Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson, uh, namely, in that one. 
So I I went into uh, Godzilla v Kong with uh, some concerns about how much of it is going to be boring, uh, inconsequential human characters, and how much of it is going to be uh, those those big strong monsters punching each other. Well, I know both Cleveland and I had just watched King of the Monsters in preparation for yeah. this. I haven't seen it in podcast. about a year. I'm and... I'm just gonna stay silent for a little bit and let y'all say oh, all this, sure, and then sure. I'll give you know. Sure. I think it's just a little bit more manageable. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I I was underwhelmed by it just because. Compared to Kong Skull Island, that's so bright and colorful mm-hmm. and bold. King of the Monsters feels somewhat restrained in its stylistic approach. And while some of the the creature fights are fun, it didn't excite me as much as Kong Skull Island. And yeah. I, I, I definitely agree some of the story stuff isn't super developed or fleshed out or even good in Kong Skull Island. But it's not what I'm coming it's, to that movie for, so... No, of course, and I mean, I'm not either. I'm not... With this series at large, when I talk about issues with story and characters, I'm not saying that I want the story and characters to be better. I'm saying I want them removed. I, I think that that's the quickest fix for a lot of the problems I have, is just getting rid of these things. Because I don't think that... Ultimately, no matter how you feel about them personally, I don't think that they actually do much to enhance the good parts of any of those movies. Even if you don't find the characters obnoxious, the film would not be hurt by their absence, is is the way I sure. consider it. And I think that, like, at least with Kong Skull Island, it embraces the camp factor a little bit more, yeah. which helps a lot. Um, even though the characters aren't particularly well-written, like Sam Jackson's character is fun. He's a Colonel Kurtz type. John C. Riley is is a fun character. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, you, you know, you get some... You you get some fun character moments and i but i will say that like i was hoping for some more of that in this movie and while i think that it absolutely embraces camp as in terms of its tone in some really really wild ways not so much with the characters uh and i don't know if i completely agree i mean some of the characters are very other campy. than like other than like brian tyree henry's character who is literally just a uh, a podcaster like an alex jones type podcaster who bathes in bleach i think he's somewhat interesting yeah. uh in the fact that like his entire purpose as a character is to be annoying um <laughs> our podcaster hero yes our podcast that we hero. identify with as fellow podcasters exactly now before we dive too deep into this film uh if you wouldn't mind if i could give my my yes. own personal piece so i uh largely um almost entirely disagree I I disagree from a point of personal wants and desires. It's all opinion. First off, unlike many, I really like Godzilla 2014. I got a lot of joy out of seeing it in theaters. I thought it was very fun being teased by Godzilla. I thought it made him feel larger than life, only appearing occasionally. And my caveat after watching that movie was that's fine as long as there's more monster fighting in the next one. And then King of the Monsters comes out and I heard from multiple sources that, ah, it's more human drama. There's no monster fight. There's way less monster fighting. So I didn't see it for a long time until this last week, right up until. And watching it, I found something very different than my expectations going in. 
I, I found that the first third of the movie had more monster fighting than than Godzilla 2014 to begin with. That's um, true. And That's like, true. like just the first third of the movie. Now, no, I agree. Kind of like oh, an entire two hour film of top notch quality, like CG monster fighting would be very fun for some many even with no human story at all and no dialogue, just monsters fighting. But it's never going to fucking happen. Budgetary reasons for starters. And, and two, because like that, that's never going to make it past any studio. Third, I was very surprised to find that almost all of the human drama in King of the Monsters is alluded to. And that's about it. The main human story is that our central protagonists lost their son or brother um, in the San Francisco uh Godzilla battle. It is seen at the beginning and it is only mentioned one other time in the movie. And that that's the personal conflicts. After that, all of the human dialogue is about the monsters. Like it is setting up where they're going, why they're going, why they're waking up, why they're fighting. All of it services the creatures. So I didn't find that to be the case at all. I I was actually really I had a great fucking time like watching like all the Ghidorah fighting. For God's sakes, I mean that movie brought in like all the the popular monsters from like the original Godzilla films, minus the Mecha ones, of course. Um, you know, so you've got Mothra, you've got Rodan, you've got uh, Ghidorah, and then some bonus critters as well. Like there's the Mammoth one and shit. There are like long sequences in that movie, like the Arctic base, again about a third of the way through, where like. It's almost all monster fighting and and at the, the end as well. And scattered throughout, there's plenty of scenes. Almost every scene that has people in it is followed up by a shot of a monster of some kind. Like you get you get more monster stuff, which is, again, way more. Even that is more to speak of than than 2014. And again, too, like, yes, the soldier character is very boring, which leaves you wanting more. But he serves as a reasonable backdrop, again, like like just as a flat backdrop for the narrative. He's basically just like a, you know, like an avatar for you to just like to view Godzilla from the ground, which is much scarier than looking at Godzilla at eye level. And it is very funny to me thinking about 2014 next to this movie that we just watched for the podcast. They are such the tonally, like wildly different films. Very different. And that's fun. Like, I love it when a series does that, you know, like it takes like very different turns. Each director has a very different take on this. And I want to, I want to mention too, that 2014 is directed by, I cannot remember his name. Michael Doherty. Michael Doherty, who did Monsters. No, 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 no. Gareth, Gareth Evans, who directed the first one, did Monsters. 2014. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, is it Godzilla oh, okay. 2016? I thought you King of the Monsters. King yeah. of the Monsters is Sorry, Michael no. Dorn. Uh, Godzilla 2014 is, is yeah, directed by, uh, who is it? Who did you say? Um, Gareth Edwards. G- Gareth is, Edwards, is who did Monsters. One, yeah. And uh, I adore that movie. Uh, and I and I thought that 2014 did a great job of capturing the scale again, like the sequence where like the soldiers are jumping out of the plane, massive in scale. And yeah, uh, that was cool. But like that the, was the, the trailer. F- the, the flare, the flare shot, like going up past Godzilla. Like there, there's so many like little little moments that that just make you feel so small in comparison to this massive nuclear lizard. And also, um, it was the first film to like return to form and give Godzilla like his classic proportions with that big old dumper of a booty that, fat ass, yeah. <laughs> like, that we all know and Thick. love it established that like this godzilla has like classic godzilla proportions and that's great um, i'm super glad you have uh, a different view on this movie because i you know in a lot of respects i agree with you and i understand why you like it you know the the monster fights are great i think the thing for me is mostly personal taste in that like 
for a Godzilla movie, I want something much campier than what we got in oh. Godzilla and King of the Monsters. See, what's cool is like that also exists in Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, exactly. Which is a, like we a can great... all have our cake here yeah. and eat it too. And like, that that that's some something that I I, I really like. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, it's interesting going from Godzilla to King of the Monsters to Godzilla versus Kong because they just progressively get campier yes. mm-hmm. uh, to the point where we have a bleached showering alex jones character and the hollow earth which is nice we were fucking hollow it it really is like a a wonderfully gradual transition you know it starts with a super serious movie where like you barely see godzilla like apart from the very end of the film and it's all very graphic and and terrifying and it's all built for horror there's a lot of like coral like you know stuff like whenever godzilla's appearing it's all very dark and spooky and then you know king of the monsters has like Ghidorah, like the head snapping at each other like it's starting to get a little a little wacky you know but it's still like fairly grounded and then like skull island is is like pretty batshit but you know like it has tonal consistency at least and now we've got king of the monsters which is all batshit all the time or godzilla versus kong sorry yeah yeah godzilla versus kong which is just all batshit all the time um so let's get into all batshit all the time are we ready for that yeah cool the biggest thing this movie has going for it is that it's so batshit and campy i think personally a lot of its negative elements are forgiven on my side because it gets so silly with it. I definitely understand the hesitations around the, the characters and story in this one. It's just so boring. Like, that's that's my problem. That's why I have, like, when, when the monsters are fighting and the shit is fun, it's very easy for me to overlook the rest of it. But my problem with this movie is that, like, it's such a long time before we get to, like, the really good monster action. And once we do, we're there for pretty much the rest of the movie. Yeah. I think this movie's pretty well divided into two. The first hour is build up with almost exclusively human stuff. Yeah, though, I mean, you do get the cool ship scene. You there get, the are stuff, you get stuff least, on the ship, that, but that happens 40 minutes so in. I'm I'm right between both of y'all. On this one. It is true. Like, there is pacing. There is some pacing. But even compared to, like, King of the Monsters. In King of the Monsters, it it goes, like, people scene. And again, it's people talking about Godzilla. Godzilla stuff. People talking about Godzilla. Godzilla stuff. And it's fairly consistent um, in that respect. Whereas in this, there were at least four scenes back to back that are just people stuff. Um, oh, it's so much. Like, and, get- and, and, and none of it I was ever interested in. Um, but, but I will say it, it was very nice that halfway through the film, that stopped, and it was just all batshit monster yeah. stuff. For like, the most part, yeah. Um, yeah, and small commentary like from the people. It wasn't terrible. Like The people stuff, at least they tried to go weird with it. I will give points for that. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Will, I will absolutely well, give points for that. That's the big thing for me. I think, for example, we start with King Kong in... Like a Truman's show situation. It's so good. They the music is dome, great. Yeah. yeah. That part's great. He he lives with a a, a tiny deaf girl. Uh, yes. A deaf child. Who we learn is the only surviving inhabitant of the of the island and has been adopted by one of the scientists. Uh, because they they just say in a in an, in a one off line that uh, all of the natives of Skull Island who we saw in Kong Skull Island were uh, quote unquote wiped out by a storm, uh, and the, that's all they're mentioned. The, the, the storm, white storm of imperialism. Yeah, the storm of imperialism. <laughs> I said during the, during the movie. Um, 
Because yeah, now now Skull Island like they've captured Kong and put him under a dome so they can uh, study him. See, and uh, that, I, I that pre- it's pretty ballsy to like just be like, camp. yeah, the natives are yes. gone. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Like, okay, that's fun. I, I feel I feel like I should I should clarify something as well. Sure. When I say that I want to do away with all of the characters, that's not to say that I don't want people in the movie at all like i think you can because you you mentioned cleveland like getting the perspective of monsters from like the ground looking up at them like in the destruction all that shit yeah i think that's necessary perspective the whole like point of the monsters fighting is that they're destroying cities and stuff right like of course you have to have some kind of human element but the problem is that i don't need fully quote-unquote fleshed out characters uh because they're boring and they don't matter like i i'm not saying remove all humans from the movie but like i don't care about millie bobby brown and her quest to do things for reasons uh i don't care about the relationship between the scientist and the little deaf girl uh who are like the kong whisperers don't give a shit about that don't give a shit about alexander skarsgård's character uh and uh he's sad because his brother died trying to uh find a way to enter the hollow earth don't care about any of that. I think the the evil uh, Elon Musk type uh, tech billionaire is a fun villain uh, for a very specific reason that I won't spoil quite yet. In case folks haven't seen this movie, you should go watch it. Yeah, but if I could if I could chime in here, I fully agree with you. I agree with, like in respect to this movie. I think you're absolutely right. I think that this film went wrong where I felt like King of the Monsters went right. There is so much backstory given on these characters in this film, whereas King of the Monsters had little to none. Like I said, the backstory is these characters, like their son died and we barely talk about it. Like there's little, little to no dialogue. But you still have the whole thing with like Millie Bobby Brown and like her parents and their relationship and Kyle Chandler and like all you're describing things that we see that aren't said. During all of those scenes, the they're, to, they're talking about monsters. Said or not, I don't. I don't care. I don't need like the the thing. The thing that is, I think, appealing about like the old Japanese Godzilla movies, and uh, to an extent, like uh, Shin Godzilla, which I know y'all haven't seen, so I won't. I won't lean too. But I'm definitely on going it. to. It's, it's high on my list. But like the extent of the human characters is not about like their hopes and dreams and aspirations don't matter. It's oh my god, a giant monster has appeared in our city, is destroying everything. We have to act and figure out how to mitigate loss of human life and if not kill the monster, drive it out of our city. You know, right? and and. I think that there's I think that there's something relatable about that. Like even if you're not in a position where you're like a politician or a leader or something, it's like oh yeah, like your your city is under attack by by monsters whereas okay. in all of in all of these movies we're following like these these genius scientists who are like trying to uncover the mystery of the hollow earth and where these titans <laughs> come from, but there's also family drama. Like there's the- and, and, so, so, the, the so comparison what you want. I would make is to Underwater from last year, yes. where you know okay. Underwater is relentlessly driving the plot forward, driving you know the action forward, and not stopping for exposition dumps necessarily. Yep. And even though I think the exposition dumps, I don't mind them that much in this movie because they're so wacky in sure. premise. 
I, I it definitely does stop to kind of explore those and set things up for the second. But half. see, like the thing is, like sure, you have to deliver exposition, but in a movie like this, I and this is not a great example because I know it would never happen, but I wouldn't even care if the exposition was uh, delivered fucking non-diegetically by a Japanese man yelling, like, during the monster fights. Okay. Like, wrestling commentating or something. So, like, it's, it's, that's, it's un, that's an unrealistic expectation because movies like that aren't made, but I, like, it's... Not anymore, anyway. Not, not anymore. Something like Unfortunately. this. That would, that yeah. would not be made. But, like, I... How how much how much better would a movie like this be if you did away with all of the human characters and all of the information you needed to know about the Hollow Earth and all of the shit was just shouted at you in Japanese by a voiceover narrator? <laughs> okay, okay, I can dig it. You like know, someone on the news. Okay, now, that actually gives me a great idea uh, for like a character perspective. Someone like um, again, minus the family drama, but someone like Tom Cruise's character in the in the Stephen King, uh, the the Steven Spielberg War of the Worlds movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like a construction worker, you know, someone like that. Just but an I do, average person who does not have like a, a special knowledge or skill set that like uh, puts them in in like these special places. Yeah, you know? but like like a yeah, that would it would be fun if it was like a like a construction like contractor or someone who's like trying to finish this building in this city or whatever like for only for the godzilla events to start ramping yeah, up see, and like like, like the, his concerns begin with like people evacuating and like it just gets worse and worse and like the the film might culminate with like godzilla stepping I, on his building i love like, like there's some idea funny ideas like like an actual person a godzilla I, I like attack interrupting a a mundane situation or like yeah. a heist movie that's interrupted by a godzilla you know, attack. Yeah, well, you know like okay so that scenario you, oh, you know You'd get that in. You would get that in like a in in either like a Michael Bay Godzilla or a Sam Raimi Godzilla. Like like either of those would definitely have the scene where there's like the stoner like in their room or whatever, like asking like, oh, you got the lighter. And then like the like a Godzilla like nuclear blast like destroys half the apartment and perfectly lights their bong or something. Yes. Like like that's that's what you want. That's that's exactly that's exactly what I want. Yeah. Because in in a kaiju movie. The only purpose that human characters serve is as a point of relation. And I don't think that any of these movies do a good job of giving you relatable human characters. Because all of them are soldiers or scientists. Something that like a relatively small percentage of the population could potentially relate with and it's it, it's so much more interesting i think to see characters it's like that could that could be me that could be me if fucking i was living in hong kong and uh godzilla uh came out of the sea and blasted a hole all the way into the hollow earth so he could yell at king kong who's down there and yeah they so like a campy him. cloverfield yeah, well, and th- that's that's the thing about, like, Cloverfield, you know, like, that movie would be much less interesting if it was from the perspective of soldiers or scientists. What's cool about that movie is that it's just normal-ass people whose party is interrupted when a monster comes out of the sea and starts destroying New York, mm-hmm. and they're trying to evacuate, you know? And and I think that that's, I think that that is the, the correct point of perspective to have for a movie like this if you're going to have human characters. 
characters. Otherwise, just don't just don't have human characters that matter. Show things happening to people. Sure, give us the uh, uh, shots of the human perspective. But I'm just here to watch a monkey and a lizard punch each other. I mean, That's I see I'm where you're for. coming from, but I I I, 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 I kind of disagree though, because like I feel like this movie feels like a live action anime. In a lot of ways, it really for better does. and for worse. Yeah, a lot of, like Pacific um, Rim. But like, I think you know gets, that yeah, that, that kind of captures the the heart of Godzilla and kaiju in terms of like the Japanese tradition in in a lot of respects. And I think you know it's so funny because Adam Wingard had previously completely dropped the ball with an anime live action movie oh, in yeah, Death, he Note did Death Note. I keep right before this. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, oh, he and, did the live action Death Note and movie. Oh, shit. Right after that, he does a way better live action anime movie without necessarily intending to. See, I will where where I will where I will relent uh is once they get to the hollow earth stuff, then I'm with you. I wish they got there sooner in this movie. Because at that point it's so batshit, it's so campy to a point that none of the other films in this franchise have reached that I no longer care about the characters in any regard because everything that's happening is too fucking stupid and wild. The problem is we don't get to the hollow earth until an hour in the movie. Yeah. We have but, the I we mean, have the battleship scene like forty minutes in, but Godzilla destroys the city he destroys, early in he, the movie. He destroys the, the the science base at Pensacola, but that's that scene is like maybe five minutes. It's maybe five minutes. And it's mostly from the perspective of our security guard guy. And it's mostly from like, the perspective of... We don't really see Godzilla, of, like, storm the yeah. beach as much. Like, he, like, he like smacks a, um, like, smacks, like, an F-16 in, like, a shot. And then it's it's back to our, our security guard character for, for a, a huge portion of it. And even, even the Godzilla that we get is, from his perspective, like, Godzilla, like, blowing a hole in the wall. Yeah. And, 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 and then from, he's gone. And from that point until the aircraft carrier fight scene later in the movie, the... Only yeah, little to no monster. The only monster stuff we get is Kong being uh, chained up and mopey, and the little girl making that sad face that she makes for the entire film, <laughs> and being sad because Kong is sad. That is fully almost a third of this movie. It's true. And during that whole stretch, I was exasperated. Yep. There was a point where we yep. had to pause, and I realized like we were at the forty-five minute mark. And when I was watching Godzilla vs Kong, I also paused. Or sorry, I did it again. When I was also watching uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, um, I, I also had to pause around the forty-five minute mark, and I and I took note. And that, that's that's one thing. It's about a third of the way in the film. And I realized, wow, there's already been this massive fight scene between Godzilla and Ghidorah at the Arctic base. Like, wow, it's so cool that we're getting all this monster action. And here we paused at that point, and that was not the case. We had we uh, we still hadn't even gotten to the aircraft carrier sequence at that point. The payoff, though, is that once you get to the aircraft carrier, and then there's a little bit of downtime right after that, like, once they they get Kong to Antarctica and have him lead them into Hollow Earth... It's all uphill. For for the last hour of the film, it's 
it's complete fun nonsense. Mm-hmm. And that is where the film won me over as a whole. In a big yeah, way. That's what, In that's a what big made, way. That's what made me be comfortable saying that I like this movie, where before that point, I was not having a good yeah. time. See, well, anime because I'm between... for better and for worse. You yes. know, it's Dragon yes. Ball Z, 17 episodes charging up to a spectacular <laughs> finale. Yeah. So true. You know? You know, so it's true. true. It does, and, it's true. And, like, here, Ben, too, before before we move into the good stuff, like, uh, or what Tease and I like consider to be the really good stuff, I, I again, I'm a little between both of y'all, where, like, I, where I did, I was, like, saying, like, I don't care. I was enjoying I, some of the laughs and stuff. Ben, why not, well, let's just give you a moment to talk about the stuff you did like in the in those sequences. Sure. Well, I think the big thing with it is, yes, the characters are weak, and the story is weak, but the, the premises are so silly, you know, a couple of kids and an Alex Jones bleach showering wingnut breaking into a multi-billionaire corporation yeah. uh, to discover Hollow Earth uh, shuttle technology. Uh, <laughs> well, the funniest shit about that is that they they end up fucking uh, stuck on like a, a, a train that goes... From Pensacola, Florida, all the way to Hong Kong. It's like a light rail, yeah, yeah like under, a bullet train yeah, underground. Like it, they they built they built a tunnel. Well, and <laughs> I remember we were we were joking about it too because where Cleveland and I grew up is is pretty close to Pensacola. Yeah, right on the Gulf Coast. Yeah, only yeah. about an hour away. And when they break, when Millie Bobby Brown and uh, Brian Tyree Henry and the fat Australian kid, they hit the elevator. Uh, they hit the elevator, and it goes down to sub level 33 yeah 33 floors 33 down floors underground in pensacola which where the ground is entirely safe it's just water it's just like 33 <laughs> like, you 33 could never build a building that goes underwater. that that goes that far yeah just like it's hilarious like, it's, no it's super funny yeah. and like, like and, try try floor like like i i dare you to build like a skyscraper bro, people, building that has sub basement six like bro, let alone 33 not like, I even dare six, you. not even six bro people do not have basements where we grew yeah, up basements. people just do not like how yeah I'm, I'm being generous because it's like a super like budgeted company but let me tell you something they they would have burnt all of their monorail money trying to build sub basements in that building. <laughs> but it's like, so funny that they go thirty three stories. Like, that's how you know they're super wealthy. Is they're building like sub basement buildings in Pensacola, and then take a light rail from all the way from Pensacola to Hong Kong, literally the other side. I, of the I will say they built a tunnel that just goes who, straight there. Who the fuck? Incredible. Sets like a sci fi setting in Pensacola. Love it. Like, yeah, uh, one, so of, one of the many, like, super dumb things about this movie that's great. Like, because it looks that... nothing like Pensacola. Like, it shows, like, I think it cut to a shot of, like, the factory complex early on when our, our security character is, is going, our Alex Jones character is, like, walking into work. They, and, they approx- and we're just like, that looks nothing like Pensacola. <laughs> they approximated the skyline in, like, a couple of composite Yeah, shots. after that, it's a little bit better. It's much better than, like, Milwaukee in uh, 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 Dawn, of the, the Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Quick, quick sidebar on that. Yeah. I discovered after we were talking about that, that fucking Zack Snyder is from Green Bay, which makes... Which makes the fact that he couldn't get Milwaukee looking anything like Milwaukee even more unforgivable. Embarrassing. The motherfucker is from Green Bay. Wait, Zack Snyder doesn't know what things look like? Yeah, I from buy it. From his home state. Yeah, I buy it. He doesn't know what the largest city in his home state looks like. I, that, I know that that should be like a huge surprise to me, but yeah, I, I see it. 
God. It anyway, out. I see it. I see it. Well, like, yeah, the 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 sub basement thirty three stuff and all of that great. stuff is super it's funny. funny. And like, even even the little girl, like, yes, the family relationship stuff was a little annoying, but the fact that. King Kong is like Coco the gorilla and is speaking sign language. Fucking hilarious! It's great. And amazing. It's great. Yeah. No, I agree. Like yeah. that is very fun. Yeah, but I mean these these are just like these are like little tiny payoffs that are fun. That there's too much other bullshit that we have to sit through. That I don't think the the trade off is worth it. Like there's too there's too much stuff with the little girl that is annoying to make the the payoff that she has taught King. Kong sign language worth it because it that doesn't end up being a super important thing like it the only the only kind of payoff that has is at the end when she tells Kong that Godzilla is not the enemy that Mecha Godzilla is well, the enemy it, it has another bit of payoff too uh, where it 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 implies that Kong is um like more intelligent than he seems. Um, that he's not just a big stupid ape, like he's actually pretty smart, which we we need for later. Which we know about apes anyway. Like real life, Coco the gorilla knew sign language. Like we know this about apes. This is just this is established fact. I mean, I mean we we, we know this about apes, but uh, your your average it. viewer uh, might might need it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> like, we we know that... I mean, I guess it sets up, makes it a little bit more plausible when we get to the Hollow Earth and see that Kong's ancestors have just, like, straight-up built shit. Uh, and <laughs> a fucking Dark Souls dude, temple. Dude, I yeah, was saying, too, like, it, it gets to that. There. And uh, t- I, think, I think this is probably about where we should say, like, honest to God, like... I, it, it feels silly saying this about this movie, but really, those spoilers. Like, it is so funny, and it is so much fun to hit this stuff without any knowledge. Like, I would definitely recommend watching this movie before, like, having some of these things yeah. spoiled to you. Because it is, it is, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It is beautiful, like, just to watch this shit unfold in real time. Um, so Absolute nonsense. Let's, I, I so let's, let's get into that. For me, is really when Godzilla and King Kong are fighting in the water... And the giant aircraft carrier is flipped upside down. Yeah, and they just flip it back. And yeah, like keep a kayak moving. Like 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 <laughs> like you would you would flip a canoe back yeah. over in the water. And I remember just being like, I don't I don't think aircraft like carriers they, work like that. Like once it's submerged, it's submerged. It's a big thing. It's, it's like a hunk of metal. And, yeah, like like and it's top heavy too. Yeah, like just imagining like all the people inside. <laughs> Dude, I, just, I just love that. I just love that. Like when when Godzilla has like uh like wrapped up king kong in the chains and he's like dragging him underwater and the scientist bitch is like is like we have to do something shoot depth charges it'll disorient godzilla it's like you know kong's down there too and he just He's a monkey. Also, He's like, a terrestrial like no, 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 no. Beast. not even just that, <laughs> but like, like minutes before, like that's they, they had the bit Kong where, the, where the the they were shooting at Godzilla, and like uh, King Kong was still like chained up, and they're firing the cannons, and you see King Kong get disoriented. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, like minutes before King Kong was getting disoriented by explosions. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's make more explosions to help King Kong. I love it. It's so well, that's stupid. The thing, like Kong, <laughs> Kong absolutely should have died in that scene because like, first of all, no chance. First of all, Kong is wildly outmatched by uh, Godzilla, who is a, a giant nuclear lizard. Also, one of the things they never talk about about Godzilla is that like his mere presence <laughs> anywhere near humanity would result in like a Chernobyl level yeah. uh, like radiation I was, like, was kind of hoping like, that like Hiroshima some of the characters fucking... who've carried over from uh, like uh, King of the Monsters like develop leukemia or something or like, just like, dead yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like Godzilla shows up in anywhere and all of Pensacola just has uh, radiation yeah they have to evacuate it like, like Chernobyl um, like but, it's uh, over but yeah like Kong, Kong should have absolutely died uh, in that scene, but you know, we got to We got to get, get our boy to hollow earth. I mean, let, let's be real. Like I went to this movie. I that love, scene I love does, that scene does fucking rule though. Them like it rules it them fighting on top of the aircraft carrier, which absolutely would not be able to hold their weight. No, as soon as like, like, it, like Godzilla fucking, hops up on top of it. I was yeah. just like, wait, what? Like this man's like this creature smashes skyscrapers. Yeah, like, like yeah. It, it cannot just like leap up onto an aircraft carrier. It would do that. And then it would just break through the aircraft carrier. Yeah. With that big fucking which, dog. Which we've seen him do, like like in the other movies. Oh yeah, he does, doesn't he doesn't he like, destroy an let's, aircraft? Carrier let's have them the stand on an aircraft carrier and fight each other. Let's yeah, do it exactly, and that's what I wanted from this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah I agree. we're all we're I all in that page. Throw logic out the window. You have a fucking hollow Earth subplot. For God's well, let's sake. let's talk about the hollow Earth because the hollow Earth is some of the the most head ass shit galaxy in this right movie, there. which is is really funny because like they they bring up the idea of the hollow Earth. In in um, Skull Island, where they're like, oh, yeah, you know, there's there's a hypothesis that there's like a whole thriving ecosystem like under the Earth where uh, evolution has, uh, you know, gone in a, a, a different direction. Journey to the center of the Earth. Well, not only Journey to the center of the Earth, but also um, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's The Lost World. Um, yeah. Like there's there's a really strong precedent for like classic, like early science fiction um, for having like these these unknown places on Earth. You know, like there's a plateau in South America that is so high that for whatever reason it's avoided like evolutionary change and there are still dinosaurs or you know like um, journey to the center of the earth where like just again just below the earth's crust there is a whole nother ecosystem and world that has been preserved by time and it's like it was free from the meteor excellent love it let's go like I can I can I can buy that but they take it to such logical extremes in this movie <laughs> where they don't need to it's one of it's one of the those cases it's one of those cases where by trying to provide additional detail they make it less feasible uh in and just like funnier and way way funnier, way funnier. <laughs> so they uh, first of all they want to get to the hollow earth because Apparently, there's like a special power source in the center of the Earth that's not just the Earth's core. Oh, I don't understand yeah, what that's about. Well, well, let's let's talk first off. They show us like a a, a 3D like tunnel system, like like a scan of of the planet or like projection of like what it could be, and they they just bypass that like beneath the crust concept um, that you get from like Journey to the Center of the Earth, and it is it is the actual core of the Earth is hollow. Like there is like we've we've just skipped past 
glass, like just beneath the crust or whatever else like that. We're just completely fucking There's over like science. There's like a big glowing blue power source there that is like the the source of life for all of the the titans, the giant monsters. Yeah, that yeah. has allowed them to grow so huge. It's the same color as like Godzilla's like nuclear breath. So you know, and and the way that they use that quote unquote radiation layer is is implied that like Godzilla and his race are like purely linked to that source of power which is why he's he's so powerful which is um, so beautiful but and dumb. then there's also this and again whole, anime logic for yeah, sure there's yeah. also this whole other layer where like it's not just about like finding a cat like a tunnel to the hollow earth there's like a for no reason. They don't explain why this is, but there's like a reverse gravity thing where like when once you like oh. go into the hollow earth, like gravity reverses beyond head ass. So that you're like the the gravity is then um on the inside of the crust, like an eggshell, like you'd be on the inside wall of the, of the eggshell. It's so great because like you have these big landscapes where you see the mountains coming above and below. Well, yeah, then once they get there, it's, like, split. There's, like, a gravity firmament that, like, King Kong jumps between, where, like, if you go up high like enough... Like a and video jump, game. It's, like, it's like mountain... It's, it's like, there's, there's ground on below you and above you and like visually it's cool like it's it's very video it looks game-y. it looks gorgeous it looks dope like um, yeah like, it, like yeah. no qualms but there the, it looks incredible also there's just a distant sun no idea what that's about <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, sun, the there's that sunlight in the, in the <laughs> yeah where, where's that coming from <laughs> never explained doesn't need to be awesome moving the, forward the the evil the evil corporation uh which is called apex because um, apex predators because apex <laughs> predators yeah uh, they develop a uh, a special kind of vehicle uh, called the Heave. I don't even remember what it stands for. Uh, it's who an cares? acronym. Who, yeah, who gives a shit? That can. Do uh, they even say what it stands they for? They do. High energy autonomous vehicular innovation. Or, yeah, or it's like a high high energy air airborne vehicle or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is. Sp- uh, specifically designed to be able to uh, survive the the gravity shift, which when they were talking about, I thought it's just like oh, at a certain point, gravity just inverts. But nope, it's depicted as a, f- a fucking portal. <laughs> like to get to the hollow earth, you have to go through like a fucking swirling blue gravity portal. It looks like a fucking Stargate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and oh yeah, yeah. That's the other bit too. Is like like uh, they just send Kong through it. If you think about like the size of the earth, we're going all the way to the core, right? We're, and he's like launch. He goes through this portal and is like launched like like there's like blue fire around things that get like sent through this portal into the center of the earth and he just he's just like a naked ape just a big ape with a lot of mass right like just being fired out of this portal like the distance from the earth's surface to the core and he just kind of bops it and like rolls down a mountain this like ship is like on fire when it goes through it how is kong just not like turned into a fucking missile when he goes through it it's amazing like like he he should have just splattered because he's because he's big he's big he's he's big big, so yeah yeah. he's strong so that's why strong boy yeah it's beautifully stupid and i i I love it i definitely wouldn't have it any other way like there's there's no question about it it's fun to pick apart but it that that is it's yeah the beauty it's so dumb I love it. Uh, let's let's keep rolling. 
Well, yeah, I mean, once, you know, Kong gets down there, um, he he finds sort of like the citadel of his uh, his extinct monkey brethren, uh, <laughs> which, as, as we said earlier, looks like a fucking Dark Souls level. Yeah, the citadel <laughs> like, of his it's, monkey it's, brethren. It looks like a cross between like Lost Isolith from Dark Souls and like the Mines of Moria in Lord yeah. of the Rings. It, it, Lost like, Isolith like a, in a big way. Like yeah. it's but, like yeah. a, a big cavern with like massive columns and Dude, if if Ghidorah had been down there, it just would have been theft. It feels like they were really trying to emphasize the king part of King Kong in yes. there. Yes. Uh, and then they because he him, finds a throne. Yeah, yeah it's just a straight up monkey. And he lounges in it. It's great that he uh, gets. Which, yes, uh, the the axe, pretty awesome, which actually. is just a, a big stick with uh, one of Godzilla's uh, or his his race's uh, spines tied to it. Which apparently the spikes also uh, hold the the radiation, radiation. power. Which forever. honestly makes sense because like there's a lot of Godzilla stuff where like his spikes would glow before. Well, yeah, his his, his, his shit his shit does like glow. it's been that they've been doing that for years for sure. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, like I that that's not that's not the question. No, that but I it, it shows that, that the writers care about what's important. Right. Sure. But I think I think this is another example of, this, of the second half just throwing a bunch of shit at you and just assuming you'll roll with it. Yeah, yeah well, because where, you don't have a choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where, like, right after we see the axe and the the big throne and all that, we get a little drone that comes in from the billionaire's uh, uh, daughter, I think it is. Yes. And it, it digs into the the earth a little bit and gets a little bit of the... the well, yeah, cool, because Godzilla, like, yeah, he, he places his axe in, like, the central power source thing to charge it up. Uh, very video gamey. And also it creates, like, a Godzilla shape in the power. And, yeah, like, all, all the while he's doing this, and one of the characters is like, oh, yeah, my dad really needs this power source. And the people's like, you can't take this. And it's like, dude, it, it's a rock. Like, they're, they're, like, they're, like, grabbing a rock. Like, it's not even interfering with, like, like what Kong wants. Who cares? But anyway... Well, yeah, so they fucking dig out a little rock and download the power source. <laughs> that was so, the moment that I knew that, like, the creators were in on the joke. And I just I just forgave everything. Because up until then, like, in the moment, I was like, this is so stupid. What the fuck's going on? But as soon as I tried to download a power source, I was like, oh, no. They know exactly what they're doing and bless them for they it. They download it and like, send it back to the surface awesome. because Apex has built Mechagodzilla. Yes. Uh, using using yes. the the skull of one of the heads of King Ghidorah and in very Pacific Rim style, like using it to like drift with the uh the the giant uh robot Godzilla. But as we learn, it's only able to achieve 40% power because in order to achieve 100% power, it they need to download the power source from the hollow earth. And they really do. His daughter just, like, scans a rock and sends it back to the surface, and they're able to fully power up uh, uh, Mechagodzilla. So good. Incredible. So well, and, you know... Going back to the the pacing stuff, like I, I feel like in a weird way, the first half is transitioning <laughs> us from kind of the grounded King of the Monsters first Godzilla stuff to the Batshit stuff. Mm-hmm. In that, like, I I almost wonder if part of it was sitting down and saying, "Oh, I don't know if the audience will accept camp from the get go. We have to kind of ease them into it." Sure, because 
man oh man does it get wild and wet and reckless. wild yeah and it, in in that respect you know it almost reminds me of like the guest in some ways in that you know yeah. it goes from somewhat grounded and eases you into absolute batshit campiness it's just not as well written as the yes, guest yes. that's that's the big problem but by design um yeah <laughs> simon simon barrett is not uh it was not involved in the production of this as far as i know anyway while the whole shit with Mechagodzilla is happening before he gets released, we do get an absolutely spectacular uh, Godzilla-Kong fight that begins with, as I alluded to earlier, Godzilla just shows up in Hong Kong and uh, is, like, wrecking shit. And he goes into the center of the city and just starts blasting down into the ground with his his nuke breath. And he blasts all the way down into hollow earth, conveniently right into the room where Kong is. And they're just like yelling at each other from opposite ends of, of the, the planet. Of the, of the planet, dog. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. And, and Kong, Looney Tunes. Yeah. And so Kong grabs his axe and leaps into the hole and is fired out in Hong Kong. And that fight scene is awesome. It's incredible. It looks, Everything you could ever ask for. It looks so good too. Like all like the neon lights of Hong Kong. It's so fun. It's so colorful. colorful and just rich. It's so 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 fucking colorful. And you and, see everything that's happening with the monsters fighting each other. Yeah, like, and they're it's just, just it's so crisp. like just absolutely demolishing the city in just like unbelievable ways. Millions dead. And at that point, uh, the people's dialogue becomes fight commentary. To an extent, yeah. So, some of them are still down in the Hollow Earth, and it's like, at that point, Kong has left the Hollow Earth, so I don't need to be down there anymore. I don't <laughs> but, but the only thing that kind of drives that stuff is the, the Mechagodzilla reveal, yeah. which gives a, you know, a great reason to it's a I love sidetrack which is cool because like I've um if if you saw like the the post credit scene in King of the Monsters you know you have like uh, uh Tywin Lannister you know like coming across like the or like finding the head one of one of the heads of Ghidorah and saying like oh yeah we're gonna use this for something um and, and clearly he didn't want to come back which is fine um uh, I, I don't blame him but uh it's so funny. you know it's it's a great setup for the, like Mecha Ghidorah or like Mecha Godzilla the excuse they give is that uh Ghidorah's necks are so long that the heads have to communicate telepathically. telepathically. Wow! <laughs> and so they, so that's how they're able to use one of the heads yeah. to be able to control I, I had uh, to, Godzilla or Mecha Godzilla. I had to stop and like ask you guys if I'd heard that right. <laughs> yeah. Like well, I, was, I was just like, wait, did they just say that its necks were so long its heads had to communicate telepathically? Yep. Like yep. what? Wow. I love the the set design of the inner brain. Yeah, uh, it's cool. It's like it looks so good. It's it's so silly too. Like there's like pink gooey columns. It's like and... it's like glowing purple. Like it's inside the skull, so it's like all bony and fleshy, but they've also like turned it into like a like a a battle station. I the, the love... shot like the exterior shot of the skull with like all the wires going into it is like it's so like Akira, like it's so anime. I love it's and I amazing. love the, I love the the Mechagodzilla pilot, like the the weird Japanese <laughs> Dude, guy. I'm so glad you brought this every, up. Because yeah. every time we see him uh, piloting uh, Mechagodzilla, like it cuts to him, and his eyes are just like rolled back in his head, and he's just like drooling and Dude, smiling. You know, it's like he is like 
humming you, so You know hard. that, like, if, if that had been animated, it would have looked so cool. He powers up the machine, and then his, like, his eyes roll into his head, and, like, his eyes are white. Like, animated? That would have looked dope. But instead, like, they did it live action, so it just, it looks like he's, like, jizzing his It pants, just looks like he's coming. And it's yeah. so Hilarious. funny. It's amazing. Well, it's commentary on that. Like, again, like, they knew what they were doing, and I love that. Like, I respect the shit out of it. Well, apparently, so when they, they power up uh, a Mecha Godzilla with the power source that they downloaded from the Hollow Earth, uh, it kills the pilot, and Mecha Godzilla starts thinking for itself. Yes. See, yes. I G- thought Ghidorah has like has won back over and well, like, see, that's, from that's, the grave. That's what I thought happened is that like Ghidorah was like taking over yeah. the robot. But then they have they have a line where they're like, it started thinking for itself and it makes that less cool. Well, here's, here's what I think is they just, they just they didn't realize what was going on. It's Ghidorah like from beyond the grave because that's more fun. Yeah, sure. Yeah, through the energy of the, the Titans. Yeah. Well, because like we saw that Ghidorah could regenerate, you know, so yeah. like there could be like some like uh recessed knowledge well that's like, yeah that's why I, that's yeah. why i thought it's like oh yeah Ghidorah's consciousness has taken over which makes Ghidorah cooler uh, like yeah it's a win-win and it also makes it lo- why it would attack godzilla because he's got beef yeah it, want, and, it wants and, revenge and i was i was kind of i was kind of surprised like at that point that they didn't just go like full tilt down that path and be like Ghidorah has been resurrected as mecha godzilla it said they're just like the robots thinking for itself they right? might as well have and also it gives it gives room for uh uh mecha Ghidorah in a sequel which i need i i, I really need mecha Ghidorah again because like that is one of the coolest of all the original godzilla monster designs like a three-headed dragon is already cool. A three-headed robot dragon is fucking awesome, and I need it in the movie. I need it in one of these. How do y'all? Uh, how do y'all feel about? Um, I, had, I had the toy like as a kid, and it was awesome. Like that was my shit. How do like, y'all? How do y'all feel about Mechagodzilla's design in this movie? You love like it? it. It looks like a fucking Hasbro toy, which is exactly what it needed to it look, look like. Like a Transformer yeah. toy. I I was a little bit disappointed that they scaled down some of its thickness. Like Godzilla's fucking. F- got a fat ass. Yeah, let's like Godzilla know have evil. that. Yeah. Because it's less Yeah, thick. but like, but like true. If, you, if you think it's about true. like the old the old movies and like the car, even the cartoon and stuff is like uh, Mecha Godzilla looked just like regular Godzilla, but he was a robot. So he also had that big fat ass, you know? That big old um, dumper. That's right. Yeah, that's Godzilla, that's a pog. A fat ass wet Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Damn. man, but it's like, yeah, I didn't mind it too much. I think they do a great job introducing it, you yeah. know, when it takes a life of its own and just straight up destroys the billionaire watching on. Can, can yeah. we, uh, speaking of people watching on, can we just talk about how Lance Reddick is in this movie for two scenes? Two, two, <laughs> not two line. scenes, two shots. Two shots. Yeah. <laughs> two shots. Because he's, he's in the opening credits. I was like, oh, shit, Lance it's Lance Reddick. Cool. Which clearly, like, I, I'd put money on this. Like, he was originally in more of this movie i think like you're, I he think had you're a right. scene I mean, that, and they yeah. cut it and honestly i mean like i i adore lance reddick and i wish maybe he'd been one of the other characters and they've been able to do that but but good that means they cut human scenes from the latter half of this either movie. that or adam wingard is just friends with lance reddick from the guest and he was like hey do you want to be 
The exact same uh, character? Know, yeah, in the movie for a scene and get paid a bunch of money. Yeah, but, like, it's... We can't let this Godzilla t- attack this city. But that's the thing. is like, I, I think Cleveland is right. Like, I think there had to be at least a full scene with Lance Reddick in it. Because he's literally in two shots of the movie, and only in one of those shots does he have a line. He's, like, with Kyle Chandler's character. And, like, the fact that he's included and that he is he is credited in the opening credits. I feel like he must have originally had a larger part in the film and they cut it and they said, sorry, Lance, we had to cut your scene. Uh, we've still got a shot or two with you in it. And he's like, all right, well, you better fucking keep my name in the opening credits. Cause I was there and I filmed that shit. And they said, okay, all right, we'll keep your name in the opening credits. Yeah. Because respect. like, I mean, you, and you got it because he's Lance because, fucking like, he, Reddick. He has he his, part, his part in this movie is the kind of part that you would give to a no-name extra. Yeah. And the fact that, like, they they got Lance Reddick for that is, like, I... I Man, imagine I think, if they cast Lance Reddick as, like, the Skarsgård character, oh, right? It would have been so much better. It would have been so much better. It would have been so much better. Yeah, because he rules. He fucking rules. And, oh, like, man. Yeah. yeah, I love Lance Reddick. Same. I, like, if he was... I know main, he wishes he was LeVar Burton, but I, I'm very happy that he's he Lance was, Reddick. If he was the main character in this movie, I think I would have had a lot less problems with the human aspect of the film. It's an Eric Andre deep cut right there. I wish I was LeVar Burton. <laughs> I wish I would evolve Burton. I wish I would evolve Burton. Where's my iconic slave role? Hey, motherfucker. I wish I would evolve Burton. Fuck all y'all. Fuck all y'all. Wolf speed, don't rainbow read me, nigga. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I think it's obvious that Adam Wingard has some sort of connection to Lance Reddick <laughs> of off course. of the guest. So, like, of course. I'm sure, you know, that was discussed. And I wouldn't be surprised if he had more scenes because of that. I'm disappointed that, that we didn't get more Lance Reddick, but I'm not disappointed that they shoehorned in other human stuff. Like, if they cut if they cut his stuff, then it was probably for a reason. I'm yeah. sure I would have yeah. sure agreed with yeah, that. What, what could it have brought to the service the second half? Nothing. Uh, we don't have celebrity cameos in movies like we used to back no. in the day. No, we don't. You know. It's a shame. Like Cleveland said, I wish they replaced Alexander Skarsgård with Lance Reddick in this case. Like, I mean, I, I just I wish they replaced most actors like with Lance Reddick. It rolls, yeah, man. True, yeah. true. We should mention that you know this movie is called Godzilla versus Kong. You know, which we do get uh, some good action, and and like there is there is an outcome. Like Godzilla wins. Hell um, yes, he does Kong, as he as should, he should. As but he fucking should honestly and, and this is this is i think one of the the stronger written aspects of this film is that in their standoff godzilla does win as he should anybody who thinks kong would win in that fight is deluding themselves it's just american exceptionalism right there damn right right fuck your underdog but- story it's just not real all right that's not how that shit would go <laughs> kong had a good not showing a kong, kong yeah. had a good showing but i love i love the way that like they end it with godzilla like putting his foot on Cog's chest and, like, roaring in his face. Yeah. And then instead of killing him like he could, he's just like, all right, I proved my dominance. Yep. And gets up and starts walking away towards the sea. And that's when Mechagodzilla shows up. And that's what I like about it, because even though... Godzilla wins the fight between him and Kong. 
Kong is still the one who destroys Mechagodzilla. Yes. And we should also emphasize that when Godzilla is standing over Kong and roaring at him, Kong roars back. Yes. And in a way, earns Godzilla's respect. Which is dope. Right. Which which I love, you know, because like Godzilla... We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> Godzilla really is. Like, he's just trying to prove that he is that he is the king. Well, they, they you know, say, it's not it's not about killing Kong. It's about asserting his dominance. They yeah. say really early in the movie that there can only be one alpha titan. Yeah. Well, also they well, say they, they, they assert that in, in King of the Monsters. They like, don't. That's, they that's don't how wanna... it ends. It's like all the other monsters bowing to Godzilla. And again, the movie's title is King of the Monsters. Well, we but, already know but the literal <laughs> line in this movie. Well, they they um, they also true. say in this movie that the reason they don't want to take Kong off of Skull. Island. Oh, they've been hiding because, King Kong. Is because I, if he if he leaves Skull Island, then Godzilla will come for him. Yeah. And they do not elaborate on that at <laughs> all. Nope. At all. Why does Godzilla not come for him on Skull Island? He's in the water. He can swim under the storms that are hiding Skull Island. Godzilla could get there if he wanted to. And they're like, we can't take Kong off the island. If he does, Godzilla will come for him. And sure enough, as soon as they take him off the island, Godzilla does show up. Yeah. But like, but why? <laughs> but why? All of a sudden, Kong leaves the island. Gaz is like, wait a second. There's a big fucking monkey that I have to assert my dominance over. Just gets into the water and just starts swimming. <laughs> I didn't know he was there before. <laughs> I would go teach that monkey. <laughs> like I was trying to like like Godzilla, like like sitting like 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 uh, in his in his little like like palace that we see him in in King of the Monsters, like reading the newspaper. Like his Godzilla wife is like bringing him coffee, and and like he just puts the newspaper down. Is like wait. I smell a monkey. I gotta I go smell, fight. And, and the wife, and, and like yeah. the the like uh, wife Godzilla's just like, honey, you said you'd you'd take the kids to ball practice today. He's like, there's no time. I have to go. <laughs> I have to go fucking trounce this a monkey. monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so good. But yeah. like, I, I do I do love that like Kong does end up winning the day and helping Godzilla and, and defeating Mechagodzilla and truly. And the final winner is the audience. Right. Well, yes. we we do we do, we absolutely should clarify uh that the reason that Kong is able to get back into the fight and defeat Mechagodzilla is because uh Alexander Skarsgård uses the the heave uh vehicle as a defibrillator. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. How did I forget? Well, because the little Whoa. the little girl goes out there and she like touches the ground and she can feel King Kong's heart beat slowing down and she's all sad and stuff and then so Alexander Scars are like oh yeah well the the heave is uh uh it's got enough enough power to run Las Vegas for a week and so he goes and uses it as a defibrillator to, <laughs> to restart King Kong's to heart. To restart Kong's heart. So Which is how the people should the be fight. used. It's great. Yes, exactly. That is that is utility. That is fucking <laughs> utility. That is the human characters serving the monster fight. Using their dumb their dumb fucking flying vehicle to restart his heart so he can get back into the fight that is as if the human characters have utility cool that's all i care about i don't fucking care about millie bobby brown being goth now i don't care about that no and like she only wants to find brian tyree henry because he bathes in bleach that lends him credibility somehow <laughs> like that's literally that's like it's like he 
consumes so much bleach. Like, that's a fucking line in the movie. Yeah, the man bathes in bleach, which is, like, not even possible. <laughs> well, it's like, the the other character I, I've been asks, thinking about like, this for a while now. You can't drink bleach. And, no, he bathes in it. <laughs> and it's like, I remember And they just pass it on, like... Yeah, well, that's, that's what she uses to lend credibility, like, <laughs> to lend him credibility. Because, like, the fat Australian kid is, like... Why, asking like, well, why are we trying to track down this nutcase podcaster? And she's like, because he bathes in bleach. But let's be real though, like, so he must be it, for real. It, it, it is such a beautiful like encapsulation of like your average teenager who listens to Joe Rogan. You know, yeah, it's like, true. like, it, and it's amazing for that. Or like, you know, like the 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 kid who like listens to Alex Jones because they're like their liberal parents. You know, or like, you know, like it's like an, a rebellious act against their liberal parents. It's very funny. I mean, uh, yeah, she is like fifteen, so like, I'll 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 take it, I guess. But like, man, I like her in Stranger Things a lot. Like, it's not to say that she's not a, a good a good actress, but like, man, I I found her character so fucking annoying in King of the Monsters, and she doesn't do anything in this movie she doesn't like her 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 arc has no payoff it serves as our introduction to mecha godzilla because they take the light rail from pensacola to hong kong but even still like all that could have happened with with only the the alex jonesy character yeah 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 yeah. or even without he's not even necessary like he's i think he's the most fun character in the movie so like if if someone's got to be there i'm glad it's him but like he doesn't even he's not even necessary to the film like they could have just shown us the billionaire testing out mechagodzilla like we don't need other characters to to lead us there we just don't we can just be there yeah that's the magic of cinema (laughs) that's that's it that's the magic that's the magic of cinema baby um do y'all have any other big points you want to hit on this? Or are we ready to rate? Oh, I'm trying to think. I'm I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's no post credit scene, which is what it is. But I do I I do personally hope that there uh there is a a Mecha Ghidorah like like just just because like I just I love that, mean, I, that toy when I was a kid and I, I just I think that'd be really cool. I don't think there's any reason to believe that this franchise is going to end here. This has been the culmination that it's building up to, and you know I think that. In, in the first week or so that it's been out, like, I think it's been really successful. Like, it's been it the, fun, it's been, it's been sequel, the yeah. buzz of the internet. It's, like, the closest thing we've had to, like, a summer blockbuster since COVID started. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, this is barely a, a milestone, but it did have the biggest box office since COVID started. Yeah, really? I mean, yeah. How about it? Yeah. Um, well, and, I mean, it makes sense as, you know, people are able to start going to the movies again, but still, like, it is uh, quite a milestone. Yeah, and and, dis- and despite despite my problems with it, like, setting my own personal opinion aside, like, I do think that, that, this, that this is the kind of film that is, like, needed right now, and I, and yeah. it's special for that. This is the first time that since covid started that i felt like movies are back you know in in a in a, yeah. in a grander well like there have there have been good movies in covid you know that we've talked about but they're usually art house movies or indie films something niche but it's like this movie watching this movie even though i didn't like like half of it i was like movies are back baby like it feels special in that way and so i think that- yeah and i mean if you're gonna churn out tentpole blockbuster movies i'll take a thousand of these movies over one more marvel yes movie yes, yes. yeah absolutely yeah that you know anything that takes itself too seriously 
yeah, this is this is where it's at. Big dumb movies for for the big dumb masses, you know, like that we yeah. can all we can all enjoy. This is the way to do it. Like big the, dumb movies that have like a sense of fun and camp rather <laughs> than cynically made uh, committee produced films, or, like, or even like, big dumb movies that are designed to make you feel smart. Sure, you know, yeah. like this is this is just it knows what it is, and and I I love that. Like more more RoboCops. Yeah, I mean, more, Robo- but but like classic RoboCop, not 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 literally more RoboCop. No, I was gonna say, that but way. like RoboCop, like Verhoeven is not dumb. <laughs> like, not yeah, no, it's a very smart like, movie. Exactly, Ver- well, it's it's a very it's a, it, yeah. I mean, smart. it's the perfect example of a smart dumb movie. This is a dumb dumb movie, but like again, but they yeah. didn't know what they were doing. So like, there is a there is a certain degree of smart a, to d- it. There's a degree of there's a degree of self. It's not as yeah, smart. I would I would never like like. I think like RoboCop will always be like like the pinnacle like smart dumb movie, but this does encapsulate a lot of the same ideas of like so so dumb. Well, yeah, Verhoeven. I mean, this is a totally different conversation too. Yeah, but yeah like yeah. like Verhoeven specializes in making like very smart films that have a lot to say about society, but that can also be enjoyed. Or the human condition, yeah. That can also be enjoyed on a complete surface level. Yeah. And there, not, there's no and Christ figure in, in Godzilla not, versus and Kong. And not read into, and not, like, you don't, you can watch any of Verhoeven's movies and you don't have to read into them at all and just enjoy them as fun action films, but there's that extra layer for those who want to look for it you know and that's that's what's special about a filmmaker like Verhoeven. The, the only extra layer this, this movie has is the hollow earth yep this is a dumb this is a this is a big dumb movie but uh it, it, it's dumb fun uh, i'm gonna go ahead and tack a rating on yeah it's not cool with it yeah. um like i i acknowledge that i am to a degree the party pooper of this episode that's okay um i i I, I tried to not lean on it too heavily because I, I do overall like this movie. But, like, I would go so far as to say that, like, I I kind of hated, like, half of this movie. And, like, that is something that <sighs> might hamper me from, like, wanting to go back to watch it in the future. But, that being said, the whole back half of this thing is a banger. Um, and, and in that, in that sense, like it, it absolutely won me over. Um, and I, and I feel comfortable recommending it. I'm going to give it a three out of five. Uh, well, I, I think this is almost a return to form for Adam Wingard. Uh, it's far better than Blair Witch and far better than Death Note. True. Um, I think it is the closest thing to a live action anime movie that we've gotten and the fact that probably it's since Pacific a, Rim I still think Pacific Rim is probably like top dog in that respect I would um, definitely put Pacific Rim over this movie I would too that would uh, well sure we'll you can if you want sure but I do want I think this is better than Pacific Rim but that's a hot take of mine I had a blast during this movie the story weaknesses were brushed aside in my view by how ridiculous the the premises and the situations were and oh man it is this movie a crowd pleasing blast and just so much fun to sit through especially once it gets rolling definitely worth going out and seeing if you're vaccinated uh this would make a great first movie theater experience ideal since covid um but if you can't do that it's on hbo max and uh yeah just get your popcorn turn your brain off a little bit and enjoy i'm gonna give it a four out of five 
I'm going to ditto that largely. You know, like I already said during the podcast, like I'm I'm somewhere between the two of you. Like I was I was uh, a little miffed by the first half of this movie and was was complaining as well. But like I wasn't as bothered by it. Like and I did appreciate that, like we're not seeing the monsters, but at least we are seeing these really stupid characters. And like, that was fun. And, uh, I, I will give it that. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to mirror that score. Uh, it's going to be a strong four out of five for me, because like, we can all agree the second half of that movie. Holy shit. Just beyond what I w- could have wanted. And again, they gave me Mecha Godzilla. I'm I almost want to give it a higher score for that. I've been wanting like a Mecha fight, like a Mecha Godzilla fight from the beginning of this franchise. I just wanted it to get to the point where people were building Godzilla sized Titan monsters, like, and them trying to explain it away. That's all I ever wanted, and I got it. And I'm very happy. And I want I I'm I'm left wanting more in all the best ways. Strong four out of five. Well, that'll give it an average of 3.7 out of 5 from us. Uh, I will say this movie is two hours long, and I think it's got between 30 and 40 minutes of fat that could be removed entirely, and this movie could be an absolute banger of an 80 to 90 minute film. But, you know, that's just me. Uh, I think a lot of people will be able to forgive the issues that I had with it. I know you guys were, so um, I know I'm a special case. But anyway, go check it out. It's a fun fucking movie. Uh, And before we stop talking about it completely, this is our uh, first predicted film of the year that we now have results for. Um, So just to recap, uh, you know, we did have that prediction episode where we went over a bunch of 2021 mm-hmm. horror movies. We predicted the Rotten Tomato score, and because of box office weirdness, we skipped box office, and we're just doing our collective rating prediction. So we'll start with Rotten Tomatoes. So Cleveland, you predicted this would have a 55 on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, I got that uh, wrong. <laughs> Tease, you said 58, and I said oh, 66. You price is right at me. But, um, you know, it looks so... Like, uh, it turns out this movie got a 76 yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Um, I was surprised not even higher than that. And then for our communal predictions, Cleveland, you predicted it would be a 2 out of 5. Wow, I went uh, super low. Yeah, I had Tease, super low expectations. Tease, you yeah. said it would be a 3 out of 5 for oh, us. I guess my and, own prediction. Uh, I said 3.3 3 out of 5. Yeah. Oh, so. Yeah, so you, oh, you priced But you know what? You, you're under both. Yeah. You're under both. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you won. And, like, uh, and uh, yeah, I guess I, I, I went I went really cynical on this one, didn't I? Yeah. I was the most cynical of the three of us, and I was the probably the most satisfied with the whole franchise. I, I think like, you were the happiest with this movie, but, like, when it comes to all of the movies, like, I'm the only one who, like, bats for all the films. Yeah. I think, I think it's kind like, of, I think. That's, that's funny that I went the most cynical on my rating, I my, think, my prediction. Anyway. I think yeah. Ben and yeah. I. I, or at least me are kind of to blame for you going so cynically because when we made those predictions you had only seen the Gareth Edwards one yeah, and heard uh, and from heard, you about and King heard of the Monsters yeah. me talking shit on King of the Monsters which I stand by I still don't like that movie yeah sure but uh, talking shit on that and you all you hadn't seen Kong Skull Island either so uh, I feel like you you uh, were in that sense maybe led a bit astray and I apologize for that no 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 it was your opinion it's still your opinion like yeah. uh, that, and I that's stand, fine and I stand by yeah. it I, I i disagree with it but i i, that's I okay. can yeah it, that's all right it absolutely is i stand you know? by it and I, I appreciate that that's what it's about you know cleave well, what's, yeah what's our sponsor this week sponsor? well i'll tell you what our sponsor this week is our sponsor this week is 
Uh, a lizard with a dump trunk for an ass. Uh, no, this this episode is brought to you by Hampers. Uh, if you're looking, if you're looking to make sure that your uh, uh, skyscraper-sized gorilla isn't about to shit all over your city, you better you better put those Hampers on on the king. <laughs> Aren't they Pampers? Well, yeah, but but I can't say Pampers because yeah, they're an actual I, company. That, uh, exists yeah, I, I mean uh, because uh, they yeah they'd be bad, uh, you know. Because uh, because also hamper uh, hampers is apparently an actual. Co- it probably is, but not that hampers. Uh, this is this is the one that does this one specific thing. That, hamper there your you go. stamper. Yeah, and 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 get in your camper and uh, and drive to the middle of the country where you'll never have to worry about Godzilla because he doesn't go inland. Hampers yep. for your hella thick dump truck asses. There it is. Or or not because King Kong because he's an ape. I'm not worried about. He's got a narrow. It. Lizards ass. just do like a pellet situation. That's probably not that bad. And Godzilla mostly lives in the cities. I mean, in the water. So like, he's fine. But like, but but a big stinky ape, I'd be worried, man. Big doo doo ass. I'd I'd be worried. You like like for instance, like on the when they're on the ship. What about that? You know. Yeah, what, where what? was he shitting there? We well, yeah. see that. Could you imagine? He's just dropping his ass over the side of the aircraft carrier. I'm just glad he whole... didn't start throwing it around. Uh, <laughs> like you are glad he didn't. Gorilla. Are you? What do you mean you're glad he didn't? I, you know, yeah, I, wish been... there's, I wish there's a part in this movie Apes where know how to use tools. That's the cool <laughs> thing about it. I wish there's a part like, in this movie where Kong like, shits into his hand and throws it into Godzilla's eyes. Or Mechagodzilla, yeah. right? Because like you know, Mechagodzilla can't blink. So like that, you could have just blinded the the monster. You know. Anyway. Way. Yeah, speaking of hurling poop. Yeah, speak. Well, no. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to be doing another new film, uh, a film that has been uh, highly anticipated by the three of us for a good long while. Supposed to come out last year, but got pushed back due to COVID. Hey! Hey, Mod! Yeah. Mod! And then there was Mod. What are you watching, Mod? And then there was Mod. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, St. Maud, which I don't think we predicted, nope. but uh, ha- looks like a very atmospheric and spooky uh, little indie horror film. We've been looking forward uh, to it for a long for time. a long time, yeah. I 2019, remember... I think, was the first trailer? Or was it just early 2020? Uh, Might have been, I think it was early 2020. Pre-Plague. Uh, yes, pre-Plague. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's finally out, and that's going to be uh, our review for next week so it will be the opposite tone of this one um so until then if you like the show why don't you head on over to apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and leave a couple of words about why you like the show um ratings and reviews help us a lot they do subscribe to the show if you're not subscribed already uh, you can follow us on Twitter at PodPeoplePod and check us out at letterbox.com slash PodPeoplePod where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those episodes. You can follow me on Twitter if you would like at some spooky snake. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. And I'm tweeting for Light Arc Studios. We put out progress on It's Stairs Back and as I also put out progress on the Dread Collection games and many other things for Dread XP. Um, uh, go, go check out the Dread X The Hunt. Put is that, that on your be list. out by the time this episode is? I, uh, Next uh, math, Thursday. uh, what date is that? Uh, uh, maybe. Let's just say maybe. Uh, but, um, either way, you can wish list it if it's not out. So there you go. Um, uh, but it, it rules. It really does. I think it's one of the best things the studio's put out so far. Um, uh, and it, it's, it's gonna be incredible. Lots of cool shooters. 
in that collection and and scary games um with genius ideas uh in some circumstances like wow what a what a collection um yeah dreadx uh the dreadx hunt uh collection is, is gonna be amazing and um yeah you should you should definitely check it out and i'm not i mean i am saying because I, I i did the art some art for it but but also not like i i, I played the games and they they're they're amazing yeah check it out check out all of the things uh, and we will see you next week.